Welcome to Without the Footnotes with me, your host, Estherini. On this week's episode, I'll be talking about the Holocaust in Albania. Hi friends and welcome to season three, episode 19 of Without the Footnotes, not your typical Holocaust lecture. I am back this week, I'm going to be talking about the Holocaust in Albania and on a lighter note, a somewhat lighter note, um, I find what happened in Albania so incredible and more uplifting than we're actually used to when we speak about the Holocaust. So that's what's in store for today. Just a couple of things that I wanted to touch on before I get on with the episode. Um, Some of you may have seen in the news about the joke that Jimmy Carr made about the Roma and the Sinti during the Holocaust. I won't repeat it, it's disgusting. But I do just want to say, how about we don't make jokes like that even if you are a comedian, it's not funny. And it's purely just at the expense of the victims and their um, communities. And believe it or not, even though the Holocaust is over, we know that, um, people are still affected by it today. And it's a very painful history for the Roma and Sinti people, just like it is for all the other victims of National Socialism The Roma and Sinti suffered their own genocide during the Holocaust and it just shouldn't be made fun of. And I'm not sure if Jimmy Carr has apologised or not. I haven't kind of caught that much up on the news. But at the time of the recording, from what I understand, he just was backing himself again, saying that it was just a joke. So... I won't be watching any more of his, not that I really did anyway, but I won't be watching any of his comedy specials because I just think it's really gross what he said. And if you're wondering what you can do to be an ally, this is a perfect situation. Just boycott, just boycott whatever Jimmy Carr does until he makes an official apology. If he has already, fine, but you know, the damage has been done. People were demonstrating outside of his show, I think, um, a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, anyway, um, I think that's all I'm going to touch on for today. Um, as I said, we have more of an a uplifting episode today. So without any further ado, let's just crack on with the episode. So, as I said, we have quite an extraordinary story this week and one I actually didn't know anything about and that is what happened in Albania during the Holocaust. So, by the end of the war, Albania would have a larger Jewish population than at the beginning. Now, this may not sound so shocking, but during the war, Albania was first occupied by Italy and then in 1943 came under German rule. So this means that although we know that the Italians were not as ruthless or compliant to German orders as other collaborators were from the previous episodes I've um, spoken about, uh, there was a period of time when the country 
came fully under German occupation, meaning that the country would have had to put up active resistance against the German inaction of the final solution. So what happened and why is this so extraordinary? Well, Albania initially had a very small Jewish population. It's estimated that it was around 200 people. However, Jewish refugees were permitted to enter the country from Germany, Austria, Serbia, Greece and the then Yugoslavia with the hope of moving on to find other places of refuge. Now, according to Yad Vashem, the amount of people that were permitted to do this totaled between 600 to 1800 people. Now, that may not seem like a lot considering the numbers that you're probably used to hearing about on this podcast, but remember, we are in the middle of Nazi-occupied Europe and war is raging everywhere, meaning that it would be based on people's circumstances on just who would have been able to obtain visas and travel as a Jew at this time. So here's a fun fact for you, though. Albert Einstein managed to reach America safely because he was able to transit through Albania and given an Albanian passport, which is quite remarkable I mean, without that, who knows what would have happened to him. And I think it's worth noting also that Albania only had a population of about 800 people, 800, 800,000 people at the time. So this for me makes it even more remarkable, as I imagine these were very tight knit communities within Albania itself. Albania itself and perhaps could have been easily intimidated by the Nazis and by um, all the um, rules and stuff that they were trying to enact there. So the fact that they, you know, established themselves as um, a, a country of refuge and were able to give out visas and passports is incredible. Anyway, when Albania was occupied by Nazi Germany in September of 1943, the Albanian population simply refused to comply with orders to turn over lists of the Jewish people living in the country. Now, as I mentioned earlier, it wasn't that many people. So um, if there's only a community of 200 Jewish people, that would have been very, very easy for them to just say, do you know what, we're just going to write this list out, we're just going to hand it over, we'll let the Germans deal with it and keep ourselves safe. But they didn't do it. Instead, Jewish families were issued with fake documents, allowing them to go undetected within the general population. Um, They were hidden in people's homes and were cared for in ways that not only allowed them to evade the intended deportations, but at times just survive in general. For example, when the threat in the cities became too high, many people fled to the mountains to um, pretend to be shepherds. And even here in the remote regions of the country, the small communities there provided food and shelter to fleeing Jewish people. So here I want to read you a very short testimony to give you an example of how people were saved. This is taken from an article entitled Rescue in Albania, How Thousands of Jews Were Saved from the Holocaust. And it's written by Lawrence Marzouk, M-A-R-Z-O-U-K. I hope I pronounced that properly. Um, Yeah, and I quote, speaking from Tel Aviv, Felicita Jackal, whose parents were given safe haven by Albanians during the war, told the documentary makers, a lady told me a story once. She said, we arrived in Albania with false documents. At the border, they easily realised that, but they let us pass. My father rented a horse and put us kids on its back. After a lot of travelling, we arrived at a village completely lost. There we rented an old house. One night we heard a knock at our door. 
We thought it was the Germans and that they would kill us all. We opened the door and saw an old villager on a donkey. He put down a sack of flour and left without saying a word. That sack of flour saved our lives. This happened to us throughout our whole stay in Albania. End quote. Now, the reason I find all of this so incredible is because the basis of this national effort effort is thought to be down to the Albanian canon, which is the code of conduct that states that Albanian households belong to both God and to guests, and a special ethical code that Albanians share called Beza, I hope I pronounced that right also, B-E-S-A, which means to keep the promise. Well, what does that mean? Well, someone who acts in alignment with this moral code is to be someone who you can trust not only with your life, but with your family's life. This meant that Albanians operated with a duty of care towards not only refugees, but to their own people who were suffering persecution. And this to me is mind blowing to say the least and an incredible example of how moral code on a communal slash national level has the power to quite literally save lives. And community is definitely something that will, when it comes to genocide, help to prevent or halt it, as has been demonstrated in Albania during the Holocaust. So that was very short and sweet. But there you have it. As I said earlier, Albania is a country that ended up with a larger population than it started the war with. And yeah, it's just a story of basically an entire country becoming righteous among the nations for just adhering to their own Albanian moral code that is purely for the benefit of someone other than oneself. Which I think is a wonderful sentiment to end on this week. Moral codes that benefit other people before just you. So that's it. Um, The Holocaust in Albania in a nutshell. As ever, um, please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Share it with anyone that you think might be interested in it. Um, You can contact me at info at withoutthefootnotes.org or via DMs on Instagram. So it's just at withoutthefootnotes. And yeah, I think that's all for this week. I hope everybody stays safe and well for all these storms we seem to be having in Europe at the moment. And I will catch you next time. Ciao.